listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. This week, it's Paul and Linda McCartney with... Ram. Fair play on that Ram. That was good. Ram. You like that? A bit of the vocal fry, which is something that podcasters yes. need to be careful of, actually. Cause, um, is it bad? Well, I remember on This American Life. You ever listened to that? Mm-hmm. Hi, welcome to This American Life. This is Ira Glass. Uh, what is the difference between a ram and a sheep? That was what we asked our guests today. And... We got three stories all about Rams. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, he uh, they get uh, hi there. They get this complaints. Ira Glass. Whenever any too of, much vocal fry. Too much vocal fry. Vocal fry, especially on their female um, contributors. Uh huh. I. But uh, when you start noticing vocal fry, it is very hard to not notice it anymore. I love doing it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't do it in a valley girl way though, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's I'm it. using I, the fucking I, I, texture of my throat to convey sexuality, really. It's the um it's the combination of the uh style of speaking in question marks um with uh-huh. the vocal fry. So yes. each sentence sounds like a question. Oh yeah. Also I, I was uh, smoked too many cigarettes and drank too much alcohol the other night. Oh, that's what we that's what we were going to talk about. Yeah, the big one. The other night, I drank alcohol Whoa. in a little bar that's been covered in the podcast. Film Sent you a picture from where I was there. I wasn't in the Fillmore East, uh, where Jimi Hendrix sang the Cabin Club. Songs. Nope, nope, nope. Um, CBGB. Howlin' Wolf. Howlin' Wolf. The blues bar from the Howlin' Wolf episode. Yeah. That I was there. Yeah. Do you go there on your own? Tell you what. Did I go there on my own? Yeah. What? Do you think I go drink by myself in town? I used to do that. What? Yeah, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> like you. No, that's too that's too mean. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a social drinker, so I went with friends. Mm-hmm. To Helen Wolf. Um, and did you get any of their um, uh, blues-themed uh, food items? <laughs> Uh, the slim cock bumblebee bonbon balls. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? macaroni and cheese bonbons. No, no. They had no food options available. It was a very. Oh. Big, I got there about 1am and I just drank rum all night. I left two of my uh, notepads there, so hopefully I can get them back because they have a huge chunk of my French show on them. Oh, dear. I don't remember. Yeah, I've lost about a year's work. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if any local blues musicians turn up with hilarious songs in the next year or so, then you know where they got them from. <laughs> this song's called... Brain Structure. I can't get it up no more. That's Chris's song. I, I that He stole that from Chris's <laughs> notebook. Everybody in the room will shout that, even people who don't know of me. This song's called... Like, I've heard that new Pokemon game is alright. That was Chris. <laughs> <laughs> this song's called Actually, Hey Liam, why aren't you playing Elden Ring yet? That's Chris right great there. Great question. 
Oh, I'm waiting to buy a graphics card. I've I've joined a, a, a Reddit group who finds the best graphic cards, but my friend got a graphic card one day after joining. I've been in there for three weeks and they haven't given me a graphics card. I don't want to play on a games console because I'm a stupid fucking idiot. Shut the fuck up by Elden Ring because I just beat Morgoth, the Come Omen on. King, People don't care about last that. night. No one wants to hear about that. Okay. No one wants to hear about your loser gaming opinions. It's a music podcast. Music's are culturally more yeah. important than gaming. Games are for little babies. What makes more money these days? I'll tell you that much. Games. The, the, wow, that was some vocal fry there, but I think it was actually a burp. <laughs> the ultimate vocal fry. I was in a burp. Games. <laughs> I was, turned briefly into a toad. Um, I was going to start a, a gaming podcast called Joy Conversations. Um, do you get it? Yeah. Now, when you say I was going to start it, did you get anywhere beyond the name? I asked some people if they'd be up for it. Wow. Interesting. Can you hear an ice cream van going past No, me? I can Hang hear the sound it. of my heart breaking over not being asked on your fucking games podcast. If people want to hear me talk to you, they've got 53 episodes of blissful <sighs> album enjoyment. And you can go back, dear listener, and listen to any of them. By joining our exclusive subscriber club, you have access to... No, come on, we don't do any of that. You can just listen to them on apps and stuff. Yeah, get them on the apps. Uh, thanks as ever to Eddie Ting for editing, editing out all of the burps that we do throughout the podcast. That's mate. That's, yeah. I would say that's 70% of his job. Um, I had a chocolate milkshake while we were starting recording it. I drank it in one go yeah. and... I've been just throwing up little blurps of chocolate during the whole recording. If you've listened to 53 episodes of this podcast and you've never heard the sound of Chris squeezing uh, a baby's yogurt food into his mouth, then that's because Eddie Ting has skillfully cut it out for the he's sake not, of your pleasure. He's not a though, do you know what I mean? Some squirts have remained. And I love it. That's the life. Some squirts have remained. That's the tagline That's for this week's episode. Some squirts have remained to Christopher McArthur Boyd's story. They tried to drove me from my homeland, but some squirts remained. Yeah, you were the squirt, that, the little squirt that wouldn't quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, let's fucking get oh. on with it. It's a good episode. It's an interesting album. It's Linda and fucking Paul McCartney. You know who they are. I've got some very strong opinions. There's some hot, hot, spicy takes as ever. All your favourite features are back. Your least favourite feature is back. Um, uh, it's a good week. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Introduction to Ram by Paul and Linda McCartney. In its day, Paul McCartney's second post-Beatles album was widely disliked. John Lennon dismissed it as Muzak, and Ringo Starr said the lack of good songs made him sad. In retrospect, it's a modest, goofy, loose-limbed outing about domestic pleasures full of eccentric pastoral tunes like Heart of the Country and Monkberry Moon Delight. The loopy pastiche of whimsical song fragments Uncle Albert slash Admiral Halsey became Paul's first post-Beatles number one hit. I was in a very free mood, he said. Here we are. Number 50. A tenth of the way through. 
51? No? I think it's... Or maybe it's 51. Yeah. It's, it's like it, 550. It's four. It's four hundred and fifty. It's four hundred and fifty. So this is the fifty-one yeah. we're covering. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 Because I would have done the the blurb for Roberta Flack's first take last night. Um, should have done it earlier than last night, but hey ho. Uh, Can let's just actually. 50. I think I you know a little bit behind the scenes here. Uh, I think people should know that Chris writes the blurbs for each episode, and maybe they go unnoticed by some people who don't read them. But I think they're worth. They're worth a little, they're worth a little look. There's a couple of little funny lines in there. He does some good writing. You know, some of Chris's really best work writing. is in those blurbs. His best yeah. work is the uh, emojis that he uses to plug each episode on Twitter. Every week, we're like, "How's he gonna get an emoji to match this?" And every week he does. Yeah, I was really happy with it. A bit of flag one. Strong emoji game. Couldn't find an emoji with like an afro. So I just had to use a piano because she's playing the piano. And then I was smoke for some reason. I can't remember whether it was. It was smoke on the album cover, so I put smoke. Anyway, here we are. Ram by uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, the 51st record on the list. Something I've been looking forward to personally. Question yep. for you. Okay. Have you ever, had you heard of Paul McCartney before this it's week? It's brand new to me. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I've never, didn't know this guy. Um, turns out he's been in a few other bands. Wings. Like Wings, yeah. um, which is named after a chicken restaurant in Edinburgh. Oh, yes. Chipotle, please. Nugs, not Wings. Um, no, look, it's... it's it's. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we got a Beatles solo record before we hit the Beatles because it allows us mm. to zone in on an individual Beatle as well as his partner, uh, Linda. Linda McCartney. Yeah. Um, I've never heard I this record... Went- Sorry, say again. I've never heard this record, you know. I've never heard this. Had you heard of any songs on this? No. Not me neither. Um, but I'd heard of, obviously, Paul Linda McCartney. Um, what were you about to say? I went to Liverpool this uh, week. and by they, many... they, can't, they keep it very low-key that the Beatles are from there, don't they? Yeah. They don't like to bring yeah. it up. Why bring it up? Uh, I was staying by Chance, right next to... The Cavern Club mm. and uh, the Beatles sh- shop, which is like a newsagent that has the Beatles on it for some reason. Doesn't actually, I mean, you can get like tat, but it's just there's, a, there's a Beatles. You can buy cigarettes. There's a Beatles escape room there. Oh, what's it called? Help. That would be better than what it is. It's a it's a yellow submarine. <laughs> oh come on, help is right there. It's like help. nautical themed. What has happened is, and I actually know that this is what's happened. Is that they? They basically a company bought a nautical themed escape room, <laughs> and they opened in Liverpool. And went, oh, we might as well just do it. Yellow submarine. Oh, that makes more sense. So they repainted some of the stuff yellow. And we're like, hey, it's Beatles. Help! I need somebody help. Is it, Not just anybody. I've, so I've been to the Cavern Club. Is there a Beatles museum in Liverpool? Did you go to that or anything? Don't know. I was only there for like ten hours, really. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I was thinking, it's actually quite. It's not really a Liverpool record. If anything, it's the least Liverpool record of any Beatle ever, other yeah. than some of John Lennon's New York stuff, because they recorded this one in the best country in the world, Scotland, United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I'm glad you said it like that, because part of what makes Scotland so great is its attachment to the United Kingdom. Um, Together, we are stronger than if we were apart. We are more than the sum of our 
uh, worth a better together and something to do with Brexit probably say that as well right yeah, yeah. thanks Eddie Izzard I met, I met Eddie got some great advice but I'll just leave it. I'll save it for another episode are you a big Beatles head? no I really? liked Abbey Road a lot because mm. uh, when I was like 16 they brought out the reissues so HMV was jam packed and I said I'll start with Abbey Road and then I'll go on to the next ones and I didn't touch the rest of them really I love the um, White Album yeah, I had my my friend Connor had the white album on record when we were getting into vinyl, smoking big dubs, and uh, listening to. Uh, no, nah, we never smoked dubs. We were always playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards and uh, drinking Jack Daniels and Coca. Kid, no, it wasn't Jack Daniels and Coca. It was spicy chicken pizzas from uh, Space Boys Takeaway. You were drinking spicy chicken pizzas. That's fucked we up. We were drink. We were putting them in a milkshake maker and slurring them up. Yeah, that's this is the sort of response I expected from the question: Do you like the Beatles? Um, I like Abbey Road. I like the White Album, and I like all their early stuff, like when they were a, a good pop band. Oh, Macca, I do get kind of secondhand cringe from from Paul McCartney, especially Why? As, because he is wheeled out at every <laughs> "Isn't It Great to Be English" event. Um, yes, any and paid very handsomely. The Queen's birthday or anything like that. You know, you can guarantee Macca's there. Hey, Jude. Um, Don't be sad. Olympic opening ceremony. Do you know what I mean? All that stuff. And I just, it, I get a little, it's just, it's just verging on bloody, you know, Union Jack tins. Do you know what I mean? My favourite Paul McCartney moment is recently, and by recently I mean four years ago, he was advertising his first gig in New Zealand in a long time on Facebook. And he done a Facebook video, and he was standing there in a vineyard in Auckland, with his hands in his jeans pockets, and he was standing very awkwardly. He says, "Hey, yeah, oh, New Zealand, <laughs> great to be here. It was beautiful. Look at that. Finally, uh, we're going to do the show on Friday night. Uh, rock on, yeah!" <laughs> and that was it. And I think about it all the time. You know, <laughs> it's just absolutely class. Patter. Somebody yeah. who doesn't understand what Facebook is, just be like, I want to have to do a video. Is it a script? No. All right. Let's just do it. One take. Do you remember the video, the the music, the song that he did with um, Kanye and Rihanna? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got five, 45 six, seconds back. Yeah. And I remember... Um, Oh my god, it was so funny when they released it, and there was all these people on Twitter, like kids, going, "Whoa, I don't know who this Paul McCartney guy is, but he's about to blow up with this duet." Do you not think they were they were kidding on though? No, I remember at they the were. Time, no, they were kidding on people that people gave. It's it's a bad faith interpretation. Listen, of children having a laugh. I remember it very well. I remember I, it very well. I'm sure there were lots of people having a laugh, but there were definitely many people who did not know who he was. It's totally believable. What, you think a bunch of fucking 15-year-olds in America automatically know who Paul McCartney is? Come on. I, I do. I mean, that's the power Have you never seen those, um, those like, two guys react to classic music videos <laughs> on YouTube? And some of the songs you're them. like, you must have heard this before. It's like yeah. them listening to Love Will Tear Us Apart or something, and they're like, what? And this is this... This is like that, what we do, isn't it, really? Oh, you seen one of those shite videos where two guys listen to something I've heard before and they 
come up with responses to it. I wasn't saying it was shite. I was just saying that I believe that they've never heard it. There will be people uh, mm-hmm. who listen to this going, oh, the, some of our older listeners, some of our octogenarian listeners, will be like, mm-hmm. what do you mean they've never listened to Ram? What do you mean? I lost my virginity to that album. Yeah, Ram was uh, the right word, let me tell you. Let me tell you, I came in like a bloody Aries. <laughs> Two horns. No, I, I, I know why my older guy's cockney. Why's yours? Oh, you know... Used to work at the Ford factory, dagging it all year. In the fucking car seats where they're still getting made, mate. Yeah. <coughs> Love it. Okay. A lot of, a lot of the factory workers died doing that, actually. Having sex inside the Ford cars in the Dagenham Motown factory whilst the cars were getting made. And you know, a lot of people got squashed. They got <laughs> made fuck. <laughs> That's a sad fact. Um, I also know about uh, Linda McCartney via her sausages. The medium of, yes, the medium of her slick sausages, those veggie sausage. Yeah, the Linda McCartney sausage. They're not vegan, are they? They they have a vegan range, I understand, but no, they were vegetarian. Um, it's like pre-vegan. They were like, whoa, mm-hmm. come on, let's be serious. Let's put a little bit of something in there yes. to keep it good. Linda McCartney's vegetarian sausage rolls were the only sausage rolls vegetarian for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that have been superseded by Richmond vegetarian sausages. I, I thought superseded was a, a range of seed-based vegetarian products. That would be a good name. Mm, superseded. Ooh. Welcome to superseded. Hi. Are you fed up with <laughs> seedless sausages? We plant seeds in each of our veggie sausages so that each time you eat a sausage, a new one grows. If you do a shit in a hole in the woods, a tree will grow from your poop. Superseded shit sausages on sale now. That's great. You were telling me that uh, about this actually, weren't you? You were saying that the... Richmond have uh, like way... They've poof, shot way by Linda. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Linda, but your sausages... They're dated. We thank you for all the good work you did for vegetarians, especially back then. 70s, 80s? Are you kidding me? Mm. Absolutely no one wanted to be vegetarian then. No. You were ahead of the game, Linda. stuff. Yeah, they were in that vegetarian episode of The Simpsons. That's right. They lived on the roof of the Quickie Mark on the wee uh, wee garden they had up there, because Apu was a vegetarian as well, for some reason. Who needs Um, the Quickie Mart? Cannot... I, 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 yeah, anyway. What I, I didn't do the accent. Gonna... I just sang the song. It came through. What do you mean? You you it thought it. That happened in your head. Let's listen back at some point and see who's right. But <laughs> what I will say is, I, anybody who follows me on Instagram at MacArthur.Boyd, because MacArthur Boyd is taken by my father's hairdressing business. Hairdresser, manual labour. Working with your hands, making things, mm-hmm. craft. It's not a secret pot show, you rat. <laughs> um, God, you're such a rat. Anybody <laughs> who follows me on Instagram, at MacArthur.Boyd, will know I'm a huge fan of the sausage. I really enjoy sausages. Yeah, that's really obvious from your Instagram that you're a big fan of the sausage. <laughs> I love sausages. I love meat products, especially for breakfast. 
and uh, yeah, you have you, you would have sausages almost every day for breakfast. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, almost as, as many days as I can. And what sauce yes. are you putting on these? What sauce? Yeah, ketchup, tomato right, sauce. Okay. You would never put brown sauce on a sausage. Never. I've never ate brown sauce once on purpose. Really? What I will say is, Richmond's Irish recipe sausage is even outside the vegetarian game the best sausage on the market it's a it's a screaming hot take i'm not going to disagree you know mm-hmm. you've done the work but i'm just saying when i visited your house and you very kindly got sausages in don't know if you remember what type of sausages you I got, got the, the heck, heck yeah sausages which are like heck yeah sausages a lot more expensive yeah and i appreciate that but not what i wanted i'm a simple boy i'm not a secret posh so you didn't like them? i want irish recipe sausages all right, next time you'll get Richmond's. Okay. Better not be the fucking vegetarian ones, man. Have you ever had a good vegetarian meal? I know you live with a vegetarian. Yeah, like Who you're married to. Hundreds. I don't know. I, I had a pizza once that had vegan cheese on it. That's vegan, not that vegetarian. That was okay. Right. Have you ever had good vegan food? Yeah, hundreds. Again, loads right. of times. Uh-huh. And, 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 I mean, being with someone who's uh, been vegan and vegetarian for a very long time like uh-huh. we don't really do meat replacements in this house generally no. um no. if if Lauren's making something it won't be like with corn or anything or bacon it'll just be like maybe tofu occasionally tofu mm-hmm. um you know flavored but yeah loads of I've had heaps anyway I've always struggled with the texture of a burger and to add the beaniness of most mm. veggie and vegan burgers to that issue for me really threw me for the loop. Although I do enjoy a dal. Um, right, let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> uh, we decided this week instead of Paul McCartney, we were going to do Linda McCartney. That's, for, not, uh, that's, that's, that's not what we decided. Is that not what we discussed? <laughs> no. I thought you were going to do a deep dive on Linda. We're going to do a deep dive on both of them. Oh, okay. So maybe two separate secret partial jingles? Well, we can we can cover both at once. We, let's do both okay. at once. All right. Let's hear it. Da, 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 da. No, that's the f- what tattoo we're What the fuck happened sorry. there? Episode 51. <laughs> we're two guys looking at people's background. And seeing what's next. Maybe I should do the, all the themes in that style. No. You do it fast and it feels like not so got no money. You got the strong secret. Pasha. So, um, Paul McCartney is from a proper working class Liverpool. Yeah. You know, I was into everything back then, you know. Um, his mum was a nurse. Ooh. But, you know, this is in the 1940s. Um, and his his dad uh, worked for a cotton merchant. He was like a salesman. But then mm-hmm. there was a world war, and mm. uh, during the world war, his dad was a volunteer firefighter um, during World War Two, and uh, then went back to the cotton merchants after. All pretty unremarkable. His dad was a musician, though. He played the the trumpet. The trumpet. <laughs> and they had a, they did have a piano, but it was proper, you know, old school. Working class, everyone around a piano. Wait, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? 
Knees up by the brown. Knees up by the brown. Knees up, knees up. Don't get the breeze up. Knees up by the brown. Do you know that song? That's one thing I really respect about Cockney culture that I wish was part of my upbringing is the idea of a piano as a fun thing and not for like the dirty Protestant hymns of my youth. Oh my, what a rotten song. Two bob and a pancake. Why not? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, obviously, these weren't cognies. They were scousers. But, you know. Oh, yeah. Not, not, not. Two bob and a pancake, mate. Fucking. So, um, Paul McCartney's dad bought him a nickel-plated uh, trumpet for his 14th birthday. Oh. Um, and Paul went, I don't want to play a fucking trumpet. I don't want to play that. I like rock and roll. So oh, he, went, yeah. he went and traded it for a guitar. Oh. And, and he taught himself guitar. This is one interesting thing about Paul McCartney. He's n- absolutely no musical training whatsoever. Um, That's insane. A completely naturally gifted musician who learned everything by ear, um, taught himself to play by ear. And in fact, he, he struggled learning the guitar at first um, because he's left-handed. And then he saw a poster of a musician called Slim Williams. And he realised on the poster, he's like, hang on, for him to be standing like that, he's reversed his guitar. So he went home mm-hmm. and he took all the strings off his guitar and restrung it so that he could play it left-handed. Um, and wow. Yeah, he, he taught himself about how to write music. It's really bad for your guitar, is it? You know? Is, is it? It's bad, yeah. Because all the the tension in the neck is all, it depends what type of guitar it is, I suppose. But, you know, if it's a Stratocaster or a Telecaster, you know, it's... it's Built for the way it's supposed to be. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking shit. Yeah, I'm not. I worked in a guitar shop, and I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Come on, do you know when you're on a Stratocaster? And yeah, well, it depends on some electric guitars and the way they're shaped and stuff. Definitely, yeah, but the balance, the more uh, Gibson I, I'm, would be. More I'm not balanced. sure. 14-year-old Paul McCartney's <laughs> guitar was going to suffer that slight musical imbalance from the. <laughs> That he traded tension. the trumpet for, like a fairy tale boy. He's <laughs> lucky that he didn't have a fucking bag of beans. <laughs> um, you know what? Let's let's have the jingle again for Linda, though. Secret Pasha, secret, secret Pasha. Oh, you do it fast and it feels like Nasho got no money. Linda, you got that no secret Pasha. Um, Honkaroonie. This is a secret Pasha. She was born in New York. Uh, end of story. Um, <laughs> Only posh people live there. Uh, her father was an entertainment lawyer. Um, oh. He had a song written for her by one of the artists that he represented when she was four years old. Mm-hmm. And the song, uh, it was called Linda. And uh, it was recorded by an artist called Buddy Clark in 1947. And it went to number one. So wow. I think that's a good indication of your um, posh, posh standings. If you've had a number mm-hmm. one song named after you at the age of four years old, then there's a good yeah. chance. Yeah, a little bit posh. Yeah, um, I listened to the song. I went and found it on YouTube. And Is it it's, good? It's one of these. It's like, it's got, a, it's weird for such an early song. It's got like a music video-ish. There's this lady walking through the park. And this man in a suit comes up and is like, hey there, lady, can I talk to you? And she's like, no, I'm going to walk away. And he's like, oh, Linda, I love you, Linda. And she's like, okay, you're charming. 
And he walks her home. So it works. And at the end, she's like, this is where I live. He's like, can I see you again, Linda? And she's like, okay. And that's it. Stop by and see me sometime. And then they fuck. Wow. Yeah. That's wild to write that song about your Yeah, it was daughter. kind of horny um, song. But it's... Oh, uh, Linda. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Uh, it is also home to this week's da, 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 unhinged YouTube comment. Everybody's favorite Ayo. new feature. Um, I think what people like most about this feature is its lack of annoying jingle. I think uh, it had one last time. Uh, Listen to the Rebecca Flack episode. I think it has a jingle. This is all written in capitals. I'm not going to shout it, although that is how I read it. Um. Dear old mum and dad had no idea I was a she. Mum had a C-section and was still out in La La Land, anesthesia, and dad was pacing still in the father's waiting room. Hey, it was 1953. When they finally brought me to mum's hospital room with dad waiting, Buddy Clark was singing Linda on the AM radio. They had no TVs in rooms back then, hence they named me Linda. What's funny is, in Hartford that morning, it was sunny but snowing at the same time. <laughs> which is not and a reference... here's YouTube coming. Which is not yeah. a reference to a lyric in the song. It's just... That's it. Uh, I found an unhinged YouTube comment from nine years ago. Right. From a gentleman called Greg Chekowicz. He said, cool. Uncle Albert, Admiral Housley, I haven't done a bloody thing all day but a pie. Paul lost the contest to see Springsteen in Hyde Park. Come to Buffalo to the first Niagara. It holds about 2,500. It would be great. My videos are on Q 1231 on YouTube. I play a great medicine jar from Wings Over America on my Casio. What do you think? Can I do one song? Yikes. Never been on stage. Hope everything is good for you, and congratulations on your marriage. See ya, rock on. <laughs> now, I think we had this problem last week, where I'm not sure if you know what unhinged means. Because That's one, unhinged. Once again, I've absolutely no idea what that was about, that story. <laughs> he was saying, I've lost a competition to see a, to get a ticket to see Bruce Springsteen in Hyde Park in London, but... Uh, we have a venue here in Buffalo, upstate New York, where, Paul McCartney, you could play this, and I play your song really well. I've never played on stage before, but could I uh, maybe play on stage with you? Uh, congratulations on being married. Rock on. Bye. I mean, I'm, that's unhinged, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, I'm no clearer as to what you're talking about, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I can, I can, I'm fluent in this language. <laughs> um, Linda McCartney's, uh, she went to a private art school in Vermont. Mm. And then she worked, went on to work at a, a magazine called Town and Country Magazine, which right. sounds incredibly posh, doesn't it? Have you ever, have you ever skimmed through Tatler Magazine? Tatler? Yeah. What's that? Ooh, Tatler's like your day-to-day big, big rich Tory magazine. Oh, right. Yeah. No, never heard of that. What's in it? Like pictures of grouse exactly. guns and stuff? Yeah, no, right. it's, it's that sort of stuff. Um, cool. And so when she was there, she met a photographer called Dave Dalton, who she ended up dating. Mm. And, uh, dating Dave Dalton? Dating Dave Dalton every damn day. Um, <laughs> doo-da, doo-da. Yeah. And uh, she, was, uh, she was understudying his shoots and helping him out. 
And he said this fairly creepy thing about her. He said, um, I always had trouble getting rock bands in photo shoots to behave. That was until I started taking Linda along. They all stopped silently and would behave then. They were all staring at lovely, lovely Linda. And also I was creepily touching her. Yeah, a little bit weird. Um, the magazine were asked to shoot a uh, promo for the Rolling Stones for their new record. And uh, Linda volunteered to do the shoot. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, go on. So she went on this yacht um, and shot this big party the Stones were having. And she was like, fuck, this is a job. You get to go <laughs> and take pictures of rock bands and like probably yeah. do drugs and get drunk and hang out with like the coolest people in the world. This is fucking amazing. So then mm. she's became a sort of rock, exclusively a rock musician photographer. She uh, was the in-house photographer at Fillmore East, which we've spoken about before. Um, big New York venue. In fact, Jimi Hendrix live at Fillmore East is one of the songs on the playlist. Um, and that's oh, where yeah, maybe you put that on it. That's where she took pictures of Jimi Hendrix, Bob Dylan, Janis Joplin, Eric Clapton. Her picture of Eric Clapton was the first picture ever taken by a woman to be on the front cover of Rolling Stone magazine. You do it, ghetto. Go ghetto. Is um, that what you say? Yeah. yeah. Yes, queen. Yeah. Yes, queen. Ghetto boss. Uh, and this is all before she met Macca. Uh-huh. She was a big deal. Well, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I think, I, I mean, may, maybe maybe other people know about um, Linda McCartney's pre-Macca days, but very much uh, a success in her own right, even though she was a secret posho. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I found a cool. Do uh, you know how this has been described as muckraking? This section. Yeah, it has. One person it. said that once, and we've brought it up nearly every other week. <laughs> well, I try to do a bit of muckraking this week mm. on Paul. Yeah, you find some muck. What'd you find? Well, you know, John Lennon Her, is yeah. so easy to rake muck on because mm-hmm. he's a bad, evil bastard <laughs> who, like, you know, ignored his children their whole life and left them with psychological issues, beat his first wife, total hypocrite in his music and attitudes, mm. um, politically and personally. Um, I thought, I bet Paul, I bet Paul's a bad bastard as well. Bad, so bad, I, bad to the bone. So I googled Paul McCartney evil. <laughs> and um, <laughs> funny... Somebody was accusing him of being evil. This is the height of the journalistic research we do, by the way. <laughs> Chris Googled the words Paul McCartney evil. Well, I got this. Someone this was like calling Frost him evil. Nixon. Also, his, this is somebody on Reddit. I didn't get their name. Also, his very talented and creative daughter, Stella, wanted to continue her studies at a private school in order to get the very best education towards her goal of being a fashion designer. Even though Paul was filthy rich, he refused to part with the money and told her she'd have to go to a public school. Yes! Stella was not asking for a handout for herself, simply tuition assistance so she could become her best self. But Paul did not want to spend one penny of his money forcing his children to find their own way without the education they wanted and which Paul could have easily provided. What on earth could have caused him to be so incredibly stingy and cheap to deny them a good education? All in all, a cheap man lacking a moral compass. 
Also, he was arrested for taking weed into Japan. Evil. Yeah, he was arrested a bunch of times for for weed stuff. They they were loved hash. This boy early early adopters of the. They were quite public about it as well. You know, yeah, we we smoke weed um, and we like weed and weed should be legal. And they seized at one point like ten plants from his house in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a quote here from uh, from Linda McCartney about their time in their farmhouse in Scotland, which I think you'll like. Mm-hmm. She said. Scotland was like nothing I'd ever lived in. It was the most beautiful land you have ever seen. Way at the end of nowhere. To me, it was the first feeling I'd ever had of civilization dropping away. I 100% agree. I feel like I'm on the end of the world. There's no civilization here whatsoever. It's It's like going back in time, isn't it? To the dark ages. I tell you what, man. I don't know if you've been out to those islands. It's fucking class, man. You're like, I might as well be in nineteen, nineteen. I might as well be in seventeen, sixteen. Might as well be in two hundred BC. <laughs> There's just sheep, the ocean, yeah, roads. It's don't, great. You don't get sheep in the ocean or roads in in these these days, do you? No, these days. Not where I come from. Different kind Sorry of sheep. Sorry to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty vaccine-taking idiots. Anyway. Um, so, Paul and Linda met... Let's see what they were doing. Well, there's two ways we can do this next bit. We can either do the sentence that you were about to start. Mm, which you I've already started talking. Yeah, over me. Interrupting it. Yeah. Why were they in Scotland, Liam? Well, I don't, well, hang on. I don't know what you mean. I think I've skipped ahead. Go, do, do what you want to do. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> They met. How did they meet? Yeah. How did they meet Liam? Cut there. How did they meet Liam? They met um, whilst Linda was visiting London. They met twice. First off at, a, at just a, a gig in London, uh, briefly, and then a couple of days later they met again, and they met properly this time at the launch party for Sergeant Pepper. Oh, yeah. I met you at the party last night. Do you remember? And Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Linda was actually there with another fella. But she oh. saw Paul from across the room and she she said since that she was like, I'm going to go home with that guy. Why the hell not? He was the cute He's one wearing his little in the Beatles. That was what his reputation was. Brightly coloured army jacket that would later be <laughs> robbed by Coldplay and My Chemical Romance. Yeah. He started it though. So they hooked up there and then um, when... Uh, Paul and John went to New York to set up Apple Records. Um, he met her again, and then they started dating. And he was like, "Look, you need to come to London. Come live with me <laughs> in London. Bring your baby. I'll look after your kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to babies, be a, ready to be a family man." Um, yeah. And it was actually they, then they got married, and it was uh, just a week before John married Yoko. Mm-hmm. And John Marion Yoko is often sort of seen as like, oh, well, she broke up the band, um, but not really a, a criticism thrown towards Linda, even though it was the same period of time. Um, I guess because John left. Well, here's why people dislike Yoko more than they dislike Linda, who they also dislike. Mm. Yoko Ono is a woman and not white. Yeah. Whereas Linda is a woman, which is obviously... 
Bad. You know, a big Ugh. issue. Yucky. Yes. Ew. But she is white. That's and true. most people like that. Do you reckon Yoko country? would have fared better uh, reputationally had she released her own brand of sausages? I don't know what you would want for Yoko if Linda's packing this. Uh, maybe Yoko Ono Bako. Hmm? You know. Get some say, that again? Say, say that again? Yoko Ono Bako. Bako. Mm. Bako. Mm. Bacon. This is why it didn't launch this product, the bacon. But there's no Yoko pun in ono Linda's, bacon. Linda McCartney sausages. Mm. There's no pun there. She's, it's not called Linda Ma sausages. Linda McCossages. <laughs> I don't understand what you're doing. Yoko this, Ono. This is a weird rule you've put on this. Eggs. There you go. <laughs> she should release her own line of eggs why? that she personally lays. Okay. Um, and then, well. The band broke up. Paul was very um, depressed once John had left the Beatles. He was in his bed drinking for days. And Linda came in and said, Paul, you don't need them. You're a wonderful mm-hmm. songwriter. Mm-hmm. You, should, you, should, you should be a solo artist. Um, and, that, and that was that. They, um, he released Paul McCartney. I think his first solo album was just called Paul McCartney, I think. Yeah, it was Paul McCartney. wasn't known as one at the time yet. But it became Paul McCartney one or McCartney one, and it had a bowl of cherries, so people call it bowl of cherries sometimes. And then this was his second album, um, and yeah, it's Paul, Paul and Linda McCartney. Linda, not musically um, anything. Mm-hmm. Paul taught her a bit of piano, and she's a bit of backing vocals. I think calling this album Paul and Linda McCartney is a bit of a stretch. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. I think it's so nice that Paul McCartney. You know, started this duo with his wife, and then obviously John and Yoko did stuff together because it's like they're basically saying, I've replaced you with this woman I'm married to. Shows you how much they really loved each other. Yeah, that each each other's wives were a facsimile for them. Uh huh. I think um, it's kind of beautiful. Obviously, quite sad as well because uh, there's a lot of little sneaky jabs at each other in their music. Sometimes not very sneaky. Sometimes just outright saying, you, you know, I don't know how you sleep at night. But, uh, pretty nice. Yes. Um, so the, the, uh, I, I heard Paul talk up. I heard Paul talk about... Um, you heard Paul? Yeah. I was listening to him talk about it in the pub. No, I was on YouTube and he was going, Oh, you know, the thing that people always say, Linda, she can't bloody uh, sing. But I was talking to some people who know a lot about singing. Yeah. Elton John, Michael <laughs> Jackson. And they said, yeah, she was pretty good. You know. It's so, it's like um, when a mate of yours has a new girlfriend or whatever and is really trying to like go, no, she's brilliant, isn't she? She's, no, she's great. Uh, yeah. She's really overdoing it. And he's like, whoa, mate, sure. Do you know what I mean? No, she's great. Yeah. She's really funny. Go on, say something funny. Go on. She's a good singer. Show me your voice. Elton John said she was good. Did he? <laughs> I think she Paul? does have a really nice. I think. Uh, I think her singing's great on this record. Really, kind of shite in a good way. Really, kind of brought it back down to earth. I think that's why people didn't like this record. People hated this record, man. Yeah, well, I think part of people Ringo's... hated this record because you know people were still coping with people it not hurting. being the Beatles. You know, yeah, and it isn't like the Beatles, so. Um, no. I, you know, I, I think there, there wasn't really, and this is also sort of early days when we're talking about 
you know, big bands breaking up and people having their solo records after. Mm-hmm. That phenomenon, very common now, oh, and then they went solo, but it's one of the mm-hmm. OGs and then they went solo. People yeah. freaking out. Beatlemania was fucking insane. Yeah. And it was over because of these two women. And then you release an album with one of those women. Ah, oh, yucky. Yeah. Terrible, man. Yeah. Did you hear what Rango Starr said? Um, he said something in the blurb, but he said some other stuff as well. What, yeah. Uh, in the he blurb, said, he said uh, that it was... Um, there was no good songs on it, didn't he? Oh, he said that the lack of good songs made him uh, sad. <laughs> I heard them say, I don't think there's one good tune on that last one, Ram. Yeah. I just feel he's wasted his time. He seems to be going strange. It's like, Ringo, you've never fucking wrote a single good song that wasn't about an octopus's garden. So how about you fucking take your credit? They were all angry at him because he was suing all of them. Yeah. Uh, there was lots no, no. of legal stuff going on, and and they're all just bitter, and you know, it it was like a breakup, a breakup when mm-hmm. you got the new girlfriends, and everyone's like, "Fucking hell, look at who he's with, look what they're doing, rubbish." Yeah. Um, it's only really like retrospectively, retroactively, um, that that people have looked at this album and gone, "Actually, you know what? It's all right." Mm-hmm. One of the five hundred best albums of all time? No, come on. But it's all right. It's fine. I'll tell you this. This is one of my favourite records that we've listened to on the list so far. Wow. I'm absolutely in love with this. I try to keep it hidden through the, so far in the recording, but I'm a McCartney guy now. I'm just, that's, my, that's me now. I've changed. Wow. I want to get right into Paul McCartney. I want to listen to Wings. I want to listen to Band on the Run. I want to go back and listen to the Beatles album. I want to, I want to bring John Lennon back to life so they can kill him again. You know, I'm... Balls to the wall. I'm fucking McCartney, man. Well, McCartney's responsible for a lot of the Beatles' best songs, but then that is even this, even they're not best songs. Still, some of the best songs ever written. So, um, the yeah. du- at them as a duo, are, 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 you know, fuck the duo, man. No need to take sides. I say. I think there is. You like John Lennon, even though he's a wife-beating piece of shit. Did say that. Didn't say that. Don't put Sounded words. Like you said. You said like you man. said oh, the best as a duo. In terms of songwriting, I can... And, listen, sometimes hey. you need to separate the man from the monster. That's what I'm saying. I don't actually think that. Um, <laughs> just, to be abs- just to be absolutely clear. Yeah. Um, this album is has been said of, um, in recent years, as one of the first ever indie pop albums. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that? Uh, yeah, big big melodies and stuff. I, I, I get that. I get, the, I get what they're saying. Really, uh, Paul was really against it when Phil Spector came in to produce the Beatles. And you know how I feel about Phil Spector? One of your favourites. No. I want him... I've already just said that thing about bringing people back to life just so I can kill them again. But I want to take his Spectre and uh, bring him back to life so I can kill him again. Yeah? <laughs> Don't like the guy. I want to put a gun in his mouth, see how he likes it. Um. So, yeah, this... Uh... This album, it, it was way more fun than I anticipated. I don't know what I was expecting, really. You hear Paul and Linda McCartney. It, it, uh, I guess there was once um, uh, Red Raw, the new act night at the Stand Comedy Club. There was once, uh, it's where people do their, a lot of people do their first ever gigs. Anyone can sign up. I did uh, my first ever gig there. And I was once watching, and there was a husband and wife duo 
who had decided mm-hmm. to do a double act. Um, and it was the most cringe-inducing, awkward five minutes of mine or anyone else's life. Time stood still outside mm-hmm. the comedy venue even. The the world was ground to a halt by how uncomfortable this awkward banter between this married couple who had never done comedy before was. And I, I when I saw Pond in the car, I thought, oh, is it going to be a bit like that? Is it going to be a little bit cringe? I thought, I was thinking it was going to be a bit... I think probably because I get the second-hand embarrassment from the, you know, over, over-Britishness of, you know, Macca in general. Um, mm-hmm. And then I put it on, and that first song, Too Many Too People... Too Many People... Doing party lines. Yeah, Too like, many people. This is a little toe tapper. This is a fucking rocker, bro. And it's too many people that has the um, it has the little dot, the dig at John and Yoko. Oh, yeah. Too many people yeah. preaching practices. Which, which I if you think about it, isn't that nasty, is it? Well, well, also, it's a bit rich coming from these two. Paul McCartney once wrote a letter to the Dalai Lama asking him why he wasn't a vegetarian. Good. And you're and you're John, telling you're telling John This is my new god. You're telling John Lennon off for being preachy. John Lennon <laughs> would say the war is over when it wasn't. And he was like, Well if you pretend it is, then it is. That's not how war works, John. We would we would thank God he's not the fucking uh, Are you gonna become a vegetarian then? You love McCartney so much. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that shut you up. <laughs> that I'm thinking about it. Because of him. I love him. Here's the thing. John Lennon's a fucking rancid shithead. And Paul McCartney is like probably the coolest guy I've ever heard of in my life. Really? Based on this week. He's kind I'm of... ready to go all in. This is my new I've been getting into country, I think. Oh god. Um there's another yeah. line um in Too Many People where it says um the L- Lennon sort of thought this was a dig and he was correct, <coughs> right? Um the line is you took your big break and you snapped it in two. You took your lucky break and broke it in two. Doom, doom. Yeah. You had your big chance and you fucked it up. The line was originally Yoko took your big break and snapped it in two. Oh. Yeah. But then in the last minute, he went, maybe I shouldn't actually call out Yoko and I'll just say you. Yeah, I said, I listened to it a few and he was like, yeah, I suppose these days you'd probably call it a diss track. Uh, which I thought was quite funny. They invented the diss track. <laughs> invented that. Uh, although, if you go back, what's that Cole Porter song? Um, it's like that. Oh, what's that song? It's in the Fallout 4 soundtrack, and it's all slagging off these different people. And it's all like, these yeah, days, sounds- things are so... Sounds it's great. He's slagging off all these playwrights in New York in the forties and shit. Like if if if, they, if this guy's doing this, tell you what, well, let's go back in time because things are better the way they used to be. It's like mate, you're in the forties. Things are gonna get way worse. <laughs> it's good, Cole Porter, man. Get him on the list. Get him on the list. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, I will. I will say this for this album. For one of the songs, mm-hmm. I I feel like my preconceptions were somewhat founded. When Paul brings out the ukulele on Ram On. I heard Ram that on ukulele. Ram On is my favourite track. And I'm like, come on, what is this, ukulele? No, thank you. He's living on a farm, though. He's not hosting a student comedy gig. But still, the ukulele is... 
I get I get, I get big cringe vibes from that. When is it acceptable to have a ukulele? In my opinion, if you are Hawaiian, mm-hmm. you're allowed one, and you're wearing a kind of grass skirt <laughs> or a, a lay. It's like okay, fair enough. You can yep. be a big obese man singing over the rainbow on your ukulele, but what do you think of this ukulele? Whoa, 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 ukulele. <laughs> like Talking that. about <laughs> is this the new segment? Do you think that's good? <laughs> Talking about ukulele. Yeah, you, you know, good. I think it's really good. Thanks, I think it's man. great. <laughs> oh, uh, I found this is my this is a wee bit interesting um, because we've done tattoo woohoo every single week, oh, uh, but it's been it's been difficult because been unable to find any proof or any evidence whatsoever. Uh, but here we go. With two guys reviewing tattoos, we're gonna Google image searching and we'll choose if it's tattoo woohoo or tattoo boohoo. We're judging the ink, yeah, that's what we do. Full sleeve or face tats, big skull or wing, bat you pick the design, is it bad or just fine? A dragon or a skull, pretend. So dull, you cannot hide, and we will decide if it's tattoo woohoo or tattoo boo hoo 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 Yeah. Um, I found one person who said, "Yes, Paul McCartney has tattoos. I've seen two on him. If you're really interested in seeing a clip that shows his tattoos, reply." And then it said. Adding comments disabled, so <laughs> never know. That was a wicker on it. Uh, does Paul McCartney have tattoos? Other websites have said he doesn't have tattoos. Ringo Starr has tattoos. Yeah, we're not covering him McCartney. this week. Fuck. She probably does. Never know. Didn't do the research. But uh, I think one of the best songs on this record. <laughs> what did you think about Uncle Albert? forward slash admiral brilliant brilliant song yeah insane chaotic 10 songs Mm -hmm. stitched together mad Mm -hmm. sound effects put over it so thunder noises like in black sabbath yeah thunder and rain there's also like uh not not, there's supposed to be a uh like a phone ringing but instead of actually Mm -hmm. getting a phone ringing which they definitely could have got they've got someone going (laughs) and then someone like on the other end of the receiver going we're so sorry uncle albert but we oh, haven't sorry, done... sorry, uncle. In the background. Where's up? But we yeah. haven't done a bloody thing all day. Great. Haven't done a bloody thing all well, so day. I'm sorry, Uncle Albert, but we've not done a bloody thing all day. I think it's so class they done a fucking three minute concept cut about only fools and horses character, Uncle Albert, man, you know? <laughs> uncle Albert, you've drank Rodney's sample for the clinic. Remember that time? Uncle Albert drank Rodney's pee. He was going to hand it in to the doctors. <laughs> oh, it was his girlfriend's pee. It wasn't Rodney's pee. It was Rodney's girlfriend's pee. What's your favourite episode of Only Fools and Horses? <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, one where they have to paint the Chinese restaurant, but they get cheap paint that's too it's luminous bright, and it's yeah. blinding. Now, well, there's also, um, I mean, this is an interesting story. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a massive deviation from the podcast, but... Why the fuck not share it? 
Um, you know um, when they they set up their own water bot- bottled water company, um, yes. and it's just from and the, the taps. Yeah. Um, so that was a very popular episode. It was on at Christmas. Um, and then years later, when Coca Cola, do you remember they released their own bottled water? Mm-hmm. The Coca Cola Company. Oh, what was it called? It um, I actually can't remember. It's called like Dan Danson Water or something like that. Oh, Danson, yeah, yeah, Ted Danson's Water Company. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. Um, it got bad press immediately, and then a huge newspaper just like compared it unfavorably to the Only Fools and Horses Bottled Water Company, and then that mm-hmm. was just like what everyone thought it was. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's just like Only Fools and Horses," and the water company folded. <laughs> On the Take back that of that, Coca-Cola. David yeah. Frost has nailed you to the wall. David Jason, sorry. Yeah, David, David Frost. Frost is yeah, <laughs> much respected journalist who interviewed Richard Nixon. You don't know he wasn't the guy who broke that story. Right? Maybe I was right. I've, I'm, for I'm confusing. Def- I've David got so Frost many. I Jason. just want to before. Before people tweet me, which they've taken to do whenever I get something wrong on this podcast, let me just correct myself on a few of the facts of that. Um, <laughs> Coca-Cola water. Um, is was it called? Danson. What was it called? Um, Danon. Coca-Bottled water from the UK. It was Ted Danson's water. It was D- Dasani. Dasani. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Is that um, the only fact you're going to correct yourself on there? I think so. I think it's so cute how uh, Paul McCartney's band was... Do you hear the story about how he got the drummer? What drummer? For right. Wings? Oh. No, for I mean, I think the Wings guy was the same guy as this, but basically there was this session jazz player in New York, and he was like... Uh, one of his pals was like, hey, are you free for a demo next Thursday? And he was like, oh, I've just lost a gig, so I wouldn't normally do a demo, but yeah, okay. And he went to a, a brownstone flat, in New York and it had like it was like abandoned and there was no electricity and he walked in and there was just a drum kit and two folding chairs and Paul and Linda McCartney sitting there <laughs> they're fucking like, creeps what the fuck and oh, they were like you didn't yeah, expect think... to see me here did you oh, oh, I'm Paul McCartney I'm one of the, I'm the leader of the Beatles uh, well not anymore you know and he was like can you just play a couple of like rock beats for me <laughs> And the guy done his best Ringo impression. He was like, yeah, yeah, rock and roll. Probably could have got Class. a much better fucking musician if it said, hi, I'm Paul McCartney and I need a musician. Not come to an abandoned building where I'm going to sit creepily at you like a fucking extra from a goosebump story. Do you need to keep things? Well, I just think it's funny to compare that where Paul McCartney just found like unknown guys and his wife and like I was going to write songs about like eating my wife's pussy on a farm, you know. So, uh, so that's the point, actually. Eat at home. Do you think that's about that? I think we both know that. There's a song called Eat at Home on the album. Why Um, go on the road when you can eat at home, if you know what I mean? It's about, yeah, it's about saying, hey, It's about wolfing it down, man. Well, do you think, I don't know if it's explicitly about eating puss. I think it's about saying, hey, why would I sleep with anybody else? Now I've got a great wife. Mm. Which again. That old euphemism. Cringe. He's a wife gay. You could learn a thing or two. What do you mean? I don't no need to learn anything. I'm a great wife guy too, but I'm not. Me and my wife aren't doing a fucking sketch show together. <laughs> I'm just saying you could learn a thing or two. No, about she's really it. funny, guys. Come on, yeah. I'm doing a 
Come see our you're, show. You're a team. Back it up. We are a team. I'm going to get in trouble for these jokes. Yep. <laughs> I just think it's funny if you compare McCartney's band to John Lennon's band. Did you hear about the band John Lennon put together for uh, Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus? It was called the Dirty Mac Band. He had uh, John Lennon on a rhythm guitar, as he would, being him, the dick. Uh, lead guitar, Eric Clapton. Drummer, Mitch Mitchell, the drummer for the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Mm-hmm. And guess who's got on bass? Keith Ricard. That's right, Keith Richard for the Rolling Stones. That's Obviously somebody isn't comfortable with their own cock size forward slash talent if they're having to bring in all these ringers. Do you know who John Lennon does? Do you know what Paul McCartney does? He sits in a haunted house and waits for trapped people to show up <laughs> and preys on them. Okay, that is way cooler well, than I'm getting the biggest celebs wife. in town. Well, me and my wife are going to do a little bit of uh, lunch on the road, if you know what I mean. It's also, um, there's some choices on this record. This is the last thing I want to say about a specific song. Uh, the way he sings on Monkberry Moon Delight. Monkberry Moon Delight. That sounds better than the way he sings. Monkberry Moon Delight. I honestly think that's one of the best songs on the list so far. Of the 51 <laughs> albums, I love that track, man. Really? See that and the two before it? Uh, uh, what was it called? Country? What's it, what's it called? Um, it's called song. Heart of the Country, which is a good song. Heart of the Country. Monkberry Moon Delight. He's like talking about snorting pianos up his nose and... Uh, drinking this weird milky drink that makes him mental and he's just rot- screaming he starts blubbering and then he's like, <laughs> yeah he's it's making so there's a lot cool, of weird man. noises on the whole album isn't there yeah I love it it's a fun my favourite song it's Smile fun. Away Smile Away don't know how to do that don't know how to do that hold up hold up so Monkberry Moon Delight you think is the best song we've listened to in 51 albums but you're going to say that One Smile Away is your Favourite album, favourite song on this album? Them two. 10 out of 10s, as far as I'm concerned. Smile Away. See that bass? See that rumbly, tumbly bass? Was Winnie the Pooh got indigestion again, man? This guy's rumbling away. It's got a little, it's a little play on words. It's like, smile away. You keep smiling. Yeah, John, you smile away. You keep smiling. It's nice. It's about uh, George Harrison, him used to share a microphone. And he would tell him his breath stank. And it's about that hang of... And it's kind of coming back at Ringo and John and people for making fun of him and saying he was shite because he's like, man, see when your friend comes up to you in the street and says that you can smell your teeth a mile away. Smell away. And that's why he's saying, don't know how to do that. Learning how to do that. Don't know how to do it. He's learning how to deal with the fact everybody's giving him shit for being happy on his farm in Scotland with his beautiful, posh wife. And fuck, man. I just think... in the bass... There's a wee bit where he goes, yeah, yeah. The, the singing goes, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And his bass goes, it's so heavy and filthy. And, oh, man. Best, probably, I mean, I love this record. I don't know how. I know it's uncontroversial to be like, here, yeah, I think Paul McCartney's really good. But it's a discovery for me. Mm. 28 years of age, I'm finally going, I get it. He's a weirdo. Hey, it's cool. not a ram, it's the goat. <laughs> Quirked up white boy goated with the sauce. Uh, 100%.
Yeah, look, you can he was see, there. Do you know what quacked up white boy as far as I'm concerned? You can see, um, you know, like, it's, it's it's a good showpiece for what a talented songwriter uh, Paul is. I think Lindsay. It's a good showpiece for how much of a freak he was, man. I think Linda all these freaky dicky bits. I think Linda's minimal on this record. Um, you know, and Classic, there's, there's a reason yeah. that they've only got one record that's Paul and Linda McCartney. She can't. She's not a musician. He taught her to play piano, and and there's some videos where she's just tapping, ding, 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 one key, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, she's playing the piano. Shut up, Paul. Come on. I actually know some people who are really good at playing the piano. Uh, Elton John, uh, Michael Jackson, and I said she was great. You know. I will say this. I feel like you've maybe uh, internalized some toxic nonsense. All right. Yoko Ono is a lovely person, a great artist. Uh, Courtney Love, also similarly despised by Western music journalism for the crime of being loved and loving, uh, talented but troubled man. And then you get Linda, the exact same story. I don't hate Linda. Sounds like you think she's very untalented, whereas I would say she has a cracking voice. I think her outsider artist nature as a completely untrained, unexperienced singer on the on doing vocals for one of the most listened to records that year because it was first proper solo album after McCartney's split for the Beatles and she brings that's what makes it indie the fact that she's not the most virtuosic singer in the world you know I think you've ingrained something I think you've internalised some stuff there I think you should go to therapy and work on your your uh, your blue bottles bro oh interesting Interesting how you think that your accusation of internalised misogyny is justified by the indication that my balls are blue. Well, what does that say about you? Toxic masculinity 101 over here. Thank you very much. Oh, you were doing so well. Oh, you hate to see it. You were doing so well. What did you think of the last song? Um, The last song, The Backseat of My Car. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, I wonder if... It was uh, a bit oozy for me. I wonder if Arcade Fire's final song and their <laughs> debut album, Funeral, uh, the, back seat. the Back Seat. It's a little callback to this. I wonder. Yeah, probably. I wonder. Another, probably I'm just another married as... couple. Um, yeah. But both of them talented. Well, um, I said that, but very funny. It's, it's good. It's good. It's not a, like, you know, I think the album sort of peaks really at, uh, between Uncle Albert and, and Heart of the Country. Like, you know, the middle of the record is the strongest. Living by myself in the heart of the country. All right. Need hey, cow. Chris. Did you enjoy an album? I honestly love this so much. Probably one of my favorite records we've listened to. Up there with uh, Sparks, Bell and Sebastian. Uh, what was the guy's name? Marvin Gaye's uh, Divorce Record. That was one of the best things we've listened to, I think. Um, just absolutely incredible. Just wow. totally fell in love. Felt really bad for the guy. Because everybody was shitting on him. Secretly invented he's, he's a genre okay. of music. I think, I think he's okay. He's got he's a heart of gold, this boy. Um, I love the fact he didn't let his daughter go to private school because he's a good working class Liverpool boy. He's still a big good. fucking Tory, though. Sure. Big fucking queen loving Tory. He's not a Tory, is he? He fucking said about... It was like about David Cameron. So, hey, lots of people, you know... Have, uh, during the fox hunting thing, a lot of people have a go about him. You know, uh, the fox hunting debate. He was like, "Listen, there's a lot of good people in this country who who like the Tories. You know, they're they're good, but 
Could this fox hunting things too far? Oh, there's your line. What's that accent, man? You sound like you're for fucking the Baruch of Nabadon, man. I never claimed to be able to do a, a Paul McCartney impression. I that's think I've got a pretty good one, you know. That's why I kept mine on 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 the DL throughout because I can't really do one. Which is what fine. song for the album are you going to stick on here, bro? Uncle Every Albert. week, I should just say, if you're a new listener, we add two songs to the Enjoy an Album playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. And uh, we take one song each from the album and one song each inspired by a discussion. Yeah, I'm going to put on Uncle Albert. <laughs> the concept record about Uncle Albert for four slash Admiral Halsey. Um... I, I love that bit where Admiral Helsley's like, my name's Admiral Helsley, not Dave. And Trigger is like, you know, it's good. All the episodes. <laughs> what's, um, uh, what's your uh, uh, song pick inspired by I, I, the discussion really, so far? I've really struggled this week. Uh, because so many, well, the, 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 all the things that I think of based on what I've liked... So, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, um, oh, other famous, you know, couples. Yeah, backseat, but as well, do they put that on the list? You put, you put, you put that on for the first that. episode. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. in the backseat. It's already on there. Um, other famous couples. I was like, well, you know, there's the band who pretended to be a couple, the White Stripes, but they're bloody next week's record. They're bloody next week's record. And then I thought, well, Uncle Albert, which is a song I love, <laughs> it's like three different songs stitched together, like one of my favourite songs of all time, Paranoid Android by Radiohead. Uh-huh. That's, that's be, on the list. That's on the list later on. It's on the list, yeah. So I'm, I'm really struggling. You couldn't even do first, uh, like good solo records by Beatles artists because George Harrison's on the list and I think John Lennon's on the list as well. So do you hear mine? Maybe yeah. it'll inspire you. Okay, yeah. Matt, I love Monkberry Moondelight. I think it's a howling piece of surrealistic country blues. But smile away, honestly. I've been listening to it non-stop. The bass, man. I nearly bought Paul McCartney's bass. Not his actual one, but I remember being a teenager when I was like playing heavy metal stuff and I saw the Hofner and something about it just appealed to me. But my pal was like, don't get that because people think you're ripping off Paul McCartney. But, you know, I wish I got it. Mm. Smile away by Paul McCartney. My f- I didn't know what to do as a choice either, but when we were talking about it, I brought up that Cole Porter diss track from the 40s. It's, I, I looked up, it's called Anything Goes by Cole Porter, and it's all about how society has kind of got a bit less classy over the years. But it's wrote in the past, so it's funny, because he's like, Anything goes, anything goes, as soon as Rockefeller funds your play, anything goes. And it's like, mate, very funny. Even then, people were like, things used to be good, but now they're shite. And it's like, mate, you're in the fucking 40s, you can't. <laughs> So I'm going to stick Anything Goes by Cole Porter. Well, Cole Porter was also covered by uh, Ringo Starr on his first uh, solo record after the collapse of the Beatles, which was called Sentimental Memories and was, by all accounts, fucking honking. Um, So all I can think to do is put on uh, a second song from the album. Mulberry Moonlight. No, I'll put on um, Too Many People, which I think is a great opener. <sighs> Screamer, man. Why don't you put on a diss track? You know, any favourite diss tracks by rappers? Mm, no. I like your choice. I think I think you could easily put four songs for this record on that playlist because this 
one album is up there with the most enjoyable albums we've ever you didn't ask me the question in return actually liam did you enjoy an album this week i'm glad i listened to it you know it's interesting um it's fun um there's some there's a couple songs i would accuse of being filler um i'm not that linda um, that don't impress me much that don't impress me much uh uh, uh, uh. So you're married to Paul Cartney. He's both yeah. Paul Cartney. Um, I dig them both. Hey, they're all right. You know, they're fine. The album is fun. It's a fun listen. I enjoyed it. Sure. So you moved to the countryside and started a farm with Paul McCartney. That don't impress me much. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, oh. So yeah, we're in the Beatles, but now you are not making sausages well, don't get me wrong yeah i think it's all right but that won't keep me warm when i have a fry up and eat richmond's normal sausages and uh, there we go full circle and what a team so we've had this week next week from rams to elephants <laughs> we have the from white smiling spread. away to playing drums quietly <laughs> with the white stripes with their uh their smash hit album elephant um <laughs> spoiler alert it's an album i bought when it came out wow little indication into where this is gonna go um thanks so much for tuning in uh i hope you have a wonderful week we've had a, go- a good time um discussing paul and linda um, I'm disgusted that Liam isn't in love with this record, one of the best records of all time as far as I'm concerned. I'm ready to become a Paul McCartney stan. Um, and if anybody has any recommendations for what I should listen to next, I'm more than happy to hear them. If you like Paul McCartney, I've got a, I've got good news for you, my friend. That guy, he's done, uh, he's done more than just ram. <laughs> he's fucking rammed Hey Jude down your throat every time the fucking Queen has a birthday. Hey Jude. I don't know. Listen, I like him when he's on the farm. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends that I like Paul McCartney. Now. <laughs> uh, God bless, and I'll see you next week for White Stripes with Liam. This name. <laughs>